Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. tonight to Acts chapter number 3 and then we'll go to 2 Corinthians. Acts chapter number 3. Beginning there with verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leap, leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I, I never failed to be Excited when I read this passage of Scripture. Very inspiring healing that takes place here in the Word of God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that he was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them into the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And then uh, there was a little bit of clarification that is give, given by the apostles here, and I want to pick up with verse 16. And his name through faith in his name have made this man strong. In other words, it wasn't us wasn't anything that we possess in power, but it is his name through faith in his name that has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. Second Corinthians chapter number 12 and uh, verse 9, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9. This is when Paul has been praying about the thorn in the flesh. He's asked the Lord three times, and this was the reply. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I... Rather glory in my infirmities. 
that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches in necessities in persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Almost seems like a grouping of oxymorons here. He says, that the strength of the Lord is made perfect in my weakness. He goes on to say that he would take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress. And none of us uh, relish those type of situations in our lives. As a matter of fact, we do our best to avoid them. But the Apostle Paul is saying is this is where the glory of the Lord is revealed, is in these type of situations. And I want to preach for the next few moments tonight from this subject, dancing in another man's shoes. Dancing in another man's shoes. Would you lift up your hands again with me? Let's just pray that the Lord would help us tonight and anoint in the remainder of this service. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I'm asking you in your name to do the work that needs to be done in this house this evening. Praying that you would touch the hearts and the lives of these good people that have gathered here on this Wednesday night to hear from your word. I pray your word would be broken severally to them, each of them according to their need. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. We want the will of the Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. What is it, about uh, 40 years ago now uh, that the Vietnam War or conflict, whichever you choose to call it, came to an end, and it was really denoted by the Vietnamese city of Saigon falling to the communist. And when the North Vietnamese army arrived into the city, there was a particular story that was told of a soldier that went out into one of the main streets and did something that was very unusual. He walked out into the center of that street and he took the pack that he had on his back off, reached down into it after unzipping it, reached down and in that pack he pulled out a pair of worn out Oxford wingtips that were too big for him and he slipped them on his feet. And he began to dance in the middle of the street. And the story was this, is that seven years prior, one of his fellow soldiers said that he had bought that pair of shoes, and when he puts them on for the first time, it's going to be in the city of Saigon, and he's going to dance in the streets because it was then that the war would be over and he was going to celebrate. And that man perished. Uh, he died because of a grenade, and, and uh, he was unable to fulfill that promise. But he made his friend make a commitment to him that when you arrive in Saigon and the war is over, I want you to take these shoes, I want you to slip them on your feet, and I want you to dance for me. And so that is exactly what he did. This young man, his frail, emaciated body, uh, poorly clothed, went out in the middle of the street, took off his dirty sandals, and slipped on those ill-fitting shoes, 
and he began to dance uh, through the streets of Saigon. And uh, this was something that he had waited seven years to do. He danced because the war was over. He danced in celebration, and he danced in another man's shoes. In Acts chapter 3, this lame man, and it's interesting that the Scripture calls him a lame man, doesn't give him a proper name. It just says and identifies him as being a lame man. A lot of other people that had conditions such as blind Bartimaeus, others that would always say their name or give some sort of name, but this man, it just calls him the lame man. And it could have been because he had been in this condition so long that this began to identify him as a man. No longer was he known for his name or what family he was connected to. He didn't have a surname anymore. It was just the lame man that everybody was familiar with that sat at the gate that is called Beautiful outside of the temple courtyard. And this man had been there for a long time. There are those that that argued that perhaps even Jesus himself had passed by this man. And we know that Peter and John had on other occasions, no doubt, passed by this man. But for whatever reason, he was not healed at that time. And he had been there now for several years, begging for alms of those that would come and go from the temple. He was, as one man said, in a very beautiful place, but with a very ugly problem. That was that he was lame on his feet. He was unable to go any further than where he was, but he was as close as he could get to the presence of God. And on this particular occasion, as they were going up to pray, these two apostles fixed their eyes, the Scripture says, upon this lame man. And uh, the Bible tells us that the lame man just went into his usual spill of asking for alms. And maybe in times past, Peter had been able to spare a little change to put in the cup or had ignored him or whatever and went on. But this time, his attention was caught by this man. And he said, look on us. We don't have anything as far as monetary gain to give you. But something better than monetary gain would be a miracle for you today. We don't have anything to give you as far as money, but such as we do have. Give I unto thee. And he reached down and took that man by the hand. And he did something that a lot of other folks would have seemed to to think was risky. And he pulled him up. And when he did, the Bible said immediately that uh, strength came to his feet and his ankle bones. And the parts of his body that was handicapped suddenly received healing and strength. And he was able to stand up straight. And when he realized this, he immediately had the reaction that any one of us would have had. He began to leap and he began to praise God. He began to worship. Oh, isn't it wonderful when God answers you? When God works for you, when God does something great for you, does anybody know what it is to be healed and know what it is to have a prayer answered and receive a miracle? And your response is to worship and give praise unto God. Hallelujah. And he, and he, and he began to use the things that God had restored 
in his life. He, he put them to use. He started leaping. This is something that he had never been able to do. This is something that he was not used to doing, and, and he couldn't stop doing it. I'm going to tell you, there's many of us in this building that used to not be able to come to the house of God and feel the freedom and the power of the Holy Ghost that we do tonight. But we're here and we feel it and we experience it and it causes us every time we gather here to want to do something we couldn't do before because now we're whole and we're restored and we're saved. We're sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. So therefore, we want to clap. Therefore, we want to sing. Therefore, we want to rejoice. Hallelujah, because of the grace and the goodness of God in our life. And so there was a little debate. Was it Peter and John and their abilities and maybe something that they possessed that somebody else did not possess humanly? And they did possess something that others did not possess, but it wasn't in them. It wasn't their power. It wasn't their own ability. It wasn't anything humanly that they had done. It was who they were connected to. Amen. It was who was operating through them. Amen. It was the power and the anointing of God that was working through uh, Simon Peter's life when he reached down and grabbed that person by the hand and lifted him up and he received strength. And so they began to try to explain, don't look on us. Don't worship us. Don't direct any of your adulation to us. Don't, don't, don't compliment us. But I want to tell you who receives the glory for this miracle. And I read it to you tonight, Acts 3 and 16. And his name, through faith in his name. Who was he talking about? He was talking about Jesus Christ. He said his name and through faith in his name hath made this man strong. What he was in essence saying, let me put a disclaimer on this miracle. It really didn't have anything to do with me other than just being obedient to the Lord. Didn't have anything to do with me having any supernatural power in myself. I don't have the ability, the strength, the might to heal or to deliver or to save or to do anything supernatural. But I know the one that can. That's what, in essence, Peter was saying right here in this text. It's through his name and faith in his name that this man was made strong. It's because of the faith, a man of this man and us gathering and believing. And, and the scripture tells us that when any two or three touch any one thing, it shall be done. And here's an example of it. The scripture says they agreed together and there was a miracle that transpired as a result of it. So in essence, in essence, they, this man was dancing in borrowed shoes. This man was not able to get to the point where he was and receive from God what he received on his own. But it took the faith, it took the courage, it took the boldness, and it took the obedience of a couple of apostles that said, we want to see God work. We want to see God's strength on display. We want to see a miracle manifest in our midst. And the only way we can do that is to have faith to step out and take the risk and obey God. Sometimes what God asks us to do is out of the norm, out of character for us. It's beyond what we're used to doing. 
But when we're obedient to him, all oh, the blessings that come through being obedient to the Lord and saying, God, uh, I don't understand it, uh, but if you want me to respond in that way, I'll respond. If you want me to pray that prayer, I'll pray that prayer. If you want me to worship that way, I'll worship that way. Nobody else may be doing it. The timing may not be just right, but I'm still going to be obedient to you and worship you with all that is within my heart. And when you do, you see the results of responding and being obedient to God. Aren't you thankful that God, amen, when we respond to him, that he always responds to us. Oh, clap your hands and let's give praise to the Lord. You see, Peter and John was very quick to say, don't look on us. Don't, don't, don't direct any of the compliments and the praise towards us. But if we want to keep this thing going, we want to keep this anointing, we want to keep this blessing and this revival going, we're going to continue to give glory unto the Lord. There's something in human nature that wants to take the credit for accomplishments. However, few accomplish anything without help. Would you admit that? 1964 in the Olympics, Billy Mills ran the 10,000-meter race, and uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee refused to provide shoes for him because they only had a limited amount, and they wanted to issue shoes only to those that they felt would do well in their particular event. And so Billy Mills went on to run the 10,000-meter race, and he won the gold medal in this event, and he won it in borrowed shoes. He borrowed a teammate's shoes. They were not shoes that he uh, even fit him properly or was issued to him, but he won the gold by using somebody else's shoes. Dizzy Dean, the famous St. Louis Cardinals pitcher, in his very first outing as a major league pitcher, he won the game. And uh, there was only three hits by the opposing team off of this would later become very famous pitcher. But this was his first time. And when he went out, he had to go out using another man or a teammate's shoes that didn't even fit him. He won in borrowed shoes. Can I tell you that spiritual victories are won when we stand not in our own strength, and we stand not in our own abilities, but we stand in the strength of Christ. We stand in the strength of God. We put our reliance upon him. Can I tell you in this hour that we're living in, we don't need more self-confidence. We need more God-confidence. Amen. We need to say, don't look on me, but look on him. I got confidence that my God is able to come through. I got confidence that my God is still a prayer-answering God. Come on, I, I still have confidence that my God is able to perform miracles. He's able to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. We're talking about the God that led millions out of Egyptian bondage and when they were confronted by the Red Sea, he told Moses, he said, you just stand there for a moment and raise that, that rod that you have in your hand out over the Red Sea and I'll take care of the rest. And he breathed the highway through that Red Sea 
Sea. And the Bible says that every one of them crossed over and then he buried the Egyptian army in that same sea. Can I tell you that my God, if he could do that, he could do whatever you need him to do tonight. Come on, I'm preaching about the one that when they were down to 300 men that were willing, that stood against an army that was numbered with the sands of the sea, the Midianites, that the Lord said, if you'll do exactly what I tell you to do, if you'll take pitchers and place a light or a candle underneath them, and when at a certain time I give the signal, you'll break that pitcher and give a cry, amen, a shout, I'll do the rest. And when they did, when the shout went forth the Bible says that the camp of Midian was discontented and the Bible tells us that victory came to 300 men because our God is able to do exactly what he promises that he can do Oh, somebody ought to give him a shout of praise right now. Somebody ought to worship him. I don't stand in my own strength. I stand on the word of God. I don't stand in my own strength. I stand in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I don't stand in my own strength, but I stand on his promises. I don't stand in my own strength, but I put on Christ, the whole armor of God. Amen. I have a helmet of salvation. I have a sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I have a breastplate of righteousness. I have a shield of faith. Amen. It's not me, but it's him working with me. It's his power surging through me that makes all the difference in the world. They said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Amen. Let me tell you about the one that I do have. That's working with me. Three Hebrew boys standing threatened by a fiery furnace that was heated up seven times hotter because the king was so angry that these fellows wouldn't bow. And they said, our God is able. But I like this. They had a little conjunction there. But even if not, we're still not going to bow. If we got to go and burn, it'd be better for us to burn in faith than to bow out to you in doubt and unbelief of what our God is able to do. And so we're standing up for him in faith. And we're not standing on our own strength, but he's going to strengthen us. He's going to help us. He's going to enable us. And the scripture says that when they were thrown into the fire, a fire that was so intense that the servants that threw them in the scripture says that they perished. They were slew by the fire and the heat and the intensity that was there. But these four that were thrown inbound, the Bible says as they looked in, they saw four, the king saw four that was in the fire. I'm going to tell you one thing is that when you go through situations in life and you keep your integrity and your faith and your commitment to God, you're never in it alone. You're never in it in your own strength. Anything could swallow us up. Anything can knock us out. Anything could take us down. I'm not able in my own ability, but I know a God that is able to give me strength. He's able to give me power. He's able to give me the ability to overcome. 
Hallelujah. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Whatever I face, whatever comes against me, I don't stand in my own strength. I'm standing in somebody else's shoes. I'm standing, amen, on the word of God. I'm standing, amen, in faith and what he's able to do through my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Bible tells us about David that faced the giant Goliath. And the scripture says that Saul endeavored to give him weapons of warfare that he had won battles with. But the Bible is very clear that Saul was a very large man and head and shoulders above all the men of Israel. So for this shepherd boy that was not probably fully developed yet, for him to put on this attire of a man that was already a very large man and also a man that was mature, strong, and battle-hardened, it, it, was, it was a joke. He put it on. He was weighted down by it. Can you imagine? You remember as a kid uh, getting a man-sized football helmet or something or a work hat from uh, perhaps uh, your father or somebody, hoping not your mother, and you got your heart and you got the hard hat and you put it on. It comes down over over your eyes and and you're you're trying to look big. Or maybe you went and slipped your father's boots on when you was a kid, and they look more like hip waders as you walked around the house. Well, this is what David kind of looked like. He he didn't. He didn't look natural in that attire. And finally, he said, you know what? I can't do this. He pulled it off. He said, I haven't proven these things. But there is some things I have proven. I've proven to go up against bears and lions and whatever comes against me that if I try to do it in my own strength, I can't do it. But if I stand in faith and in commitment to God and his word and the promises that he has upon my life, then, then nothing can come against me. Nothing could destroy me. Nothing could bring me down. Oh, praise the Lord. So I'm not going to stand up in my own strength. I'm not going to stand up in my own ability, but I'm going to stand in, in the strength of God, and I'm going to stand in the things that I've already proven and the things that I know. Amen. You know, if you've already tried some things and you have the testimony that it works, why would you want to break something that's not broke? Hallelujah. Come on. Why would you want to change? Why would you want to do something different? If prayers worked before, it'll work now. If worship's worked in the past, it'll work now. If faithfulness has worked in times gone by, it'll work now. Praise the Lord. God has not changed. God is able to do what he's always said he would do. I said God is able to come through no matter what the enemy throws at you. And so he said, I've already proven that God is able to work through these things. And he went out, and, and the giant ridiculed him. The giant made fun of him. He said, what have you done? You sent me a dog. Uh, you, you, sent me, you sent me somebody out here uh, to fight because you didn't find any men to come fight me. And he began to ridicule him. And David said, you come to me with a sword and a spear. You come to me with natural weaponry. You come to me with things that are made by man. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. 
of hosts. I come to you not in my own strength, but I'm standing, if I could say it this way, upon the promises of God. I'm not standing here in my own shoes. I'm not standing here in my own strength. I'm just a young boy, but I'm standing here in the anointing and the power of God, and I believe through the help of the Lord we're going to bring this giant down, and victory's going to come to God's people. Oh, when you stand there not in your own strength and say, God, the victory, if it's won, it's going to be you that receives the glory. It's God that will come through for you. It's God that will make a way for you. It's God that will help you. I want to say it again. We don't need more self-confidence. We need more God confidence. We need to exercise more faith in the Lord and less faith in ourselves. Somebody give him a wave offering right now and give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Even Michael the archangel realized this very important revelation that I'm preaching tonight. Here's an archangel. I mean, archangels had a certain amount of authority designated to them. We know that Michael was an archangel. Gabriel's a messenger angel. And uh, we don't have a listing of a lot of names of angels in the Scripture. But we do at least have these couple of angels that we refer to often when we refer to angels or the names of angels. These are the ones that come up, Gabriel and Michael. And uh, Michael, we, we know that he made this statement. He did not come against Lucifer in his own strength. Now, Lucifer, it could be said that he was an angel when he was an angel of the Lord. He was an angel that was probably equal to maybe Michael in authority and and strength. Uh, But Michael did not try to take him on in his own ability. But the Bible says that he made this statement, and I think this is very revelatory. He said, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. I'm not trying to come against this. That's where we make a mistake. I can handle this. You sure? Amen. I I can do this on my own. Are you sure? No, I don't think. I think the the longer you live for God, the more you're going to realize it it isn't me. It isn't my ability. It isn't anything that I can do, but I need the help of the Lord. I need the help of the Lord in every situation of my life. Every everything that I that I have need of, God is able to supply it. It isn't going to be because of me. It isn't going to be because of anything I can do in myself. I've heard people say, I, I, I could stop this anytime I get ready to stop. Are you sure? Amen. You'll find out that that may have a little more power over you. I can lay them cigarettes down anytime I get good and ready. Are you sure? You might find that that's a bigger deal than what you thought it was. What you need to say is the Lord rebuke you. I'm not relying on my own strength. I'm relying upon the strength and the power of Almighty God. I'm standing. I'm standing here in need of the help of the Lord. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I take pleasure in my infirmities. I take pleasure in necessities. Uh, What is those necessities? He said, I got a revelation a long time ago that I need the Lord. I have things and needs in my life that I can't take care of on my own. And so I have to have my faith. 
and my confidence always in God. And I have found that that's when God works for me best is when I lean upon Him and I trust in Him and I put my faith in Him. You can't have God work for you and you always dependent on yourself and your flesh to get it through. Amen. But when you turn it over to God, when you start casting your cares upon Him, when you start praying and depending upon Him, that's when we're going to see miracles. That's when the supernatural is going to happen. That's when God is going to work. It's when you throw up your hands and say, I'm out. I'm done. I went as far as I could go. But God, you're going to have to come through. God, you're going to have to make a way. God, you're going to have to. Anybody got a situation like that? Amen. The Bible said I could do all things, not in myself, not in my own ability, but through Christ, through Christ that strengthened me. He'll strengthen you tonight if you'll allow him to. He'll give you the power if you'll allow him to. He'll give you supernatural strength to go through whatever you need to go through if you'll allow him to. Come on, slip on his shoes and walk in his shoes. Walk where he wants you to walk. Do what he wants you to do. Oh, yeah. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Let's stand to our feet right now and lift our hands to the Lord. Come on, let's give praise unto God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your strength is made perfect in my weakness. It was Moses that said, I can't speak. I can't go before Pharaoh. I can't face that devil. I can't face that opposition. I can't go through this trial. I can't do this on my own. He said, you're exactly in the position that I want you to be in, Moses. He said, what do you have in your hand? I'm going to anoint it, and I'm going to get the glory for it, and I'm going to bring you and millions out of Egyptian bondage. Because my strength is made perfect in weakness. Reach over to somebody and let's pray together right now. Come on, let's pray together right now. There's people in this room that need their faith bolstered tonight. They need the strength of the Holy Ghost to help them tonight. Come on. Slip on his shoes. Walk in him. Walk in him. In him we live. In him we breathe. In him we have our being. Hallelujah. It's not me. It's not me. But it's him. In his name, through faith in his name has made this man strong. Oh, yes. Let's gather around this front here before we leave tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost here. God wanting to touch people and minister to people's needs in this place. Hallelujah. I know sometimes we don't have altar service on Wednesday night, but we still have a little time here. Let's gather around this front in response to the word of the Lord. I think it'd be good for us. Hallelujah. Musician, come. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Praise God. Why don't you lift up your hands to him? Give praise unto God. Oh, believe and trust the Lord right now. Put your faith afresh in God right now. I need your strength. I need your help. I need your anointing. God, if you'll bless, if you'll touch, and if you'll lay your hand on me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I pray you'd touch this man right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, Hallelujah. Come on, continue to praise him. Yes, yes. Praise God. I know it's simple, but it's the key. It's the key to receiving anything from God. It's totally putting your faith in Him. As long as there's just a little bit of me, it excludes me from a miracle many times. As long as there's just a little bit of me involved, it keeps me from getting my prayer through. I found that out personally. Sometimes I have to get to the end of my road. I have to get to the end the rope so to speak say God it's up to you it's up to you but God's able isn't he amen the question was asked is anything too hard for God I say no I say no because the scripture tells me in the New Testament nothing is impossible to them that believe praise God I gotta believe him I gotta believe him I gotta believe him praise God I feel him here I feel him here I feel him here tonight. I hope you feel encouraged tonight in the Holy Ghost. I hope you feel lifted in your spirit and elevated in your spirit tonight. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil get you down. Don't let the devil talk you out of it and say you might as well give up on that. You might as well accept or live or survive with that. That's a lie. God is able to change any circumstance. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God.